Hi, I'm Jenna Lee, a pediatric occupational therapist. And I'm Greg, a doctor of educational psychology. We're husband and wife, parents of four, trying to make evidence-based parenting practices accessible to all. Thanks for joining us as we learn to navigate the happy human life. All right, welcome to your eighth episode, or as we're affectionately calling them, date number eight. The Ocho. <laughs> we, we made it to eight. Got a little bit of time between date number seven and number eight, but we're back again. The it, holidays are done. It was a very busy holiday season. <laughs> we, I think, are excited to get back to doing this because I enjoy talking to you and recording it for yeah. people to listen to. <laughs> I mean, I'm just happy that everyone is finally healthy again. Yeah. Knock on wood, everyone knock on wood for us. Yes, there was a time there where uh, you were the kind of family nurse and you were literally filling up four vials of antibiotics for each of the four kids. I can't say I didn't enjoy it. I think part of me wanted to become a nurse yeah. and I you know, just enjoyed giving out medication. You did it, but you're also happy it's over. <laughs> I'm happy it's And our over. kids are now healthy. Yes. It's all a win. Um, but yeah, we are here uh, with episode eight. And just like we've been doing in our other episodes, if you've been listening- Well, Greg, we didn't give them the topic. Oh, okay. Oh. Let's do that then. <laughs> back, uh, back it up. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Uh, the topic of this episode, in case you uh, haven't read the title, is parenting as a team. This is a big one. Meeting partners' values and needs in a relationship. We have gotten a lot of messages from uh, people following us on social and in our membership community saying, this is our big challenge. Uh, my partner isn't on the same team as me. And so we're going to share three tips in this episode to try to get everyone on the same page. To summarize those tips, they are going to be one, schedule team chats, two, define and divide responsibilities, and three, prioritize each other's self-care needs. We are going to dig much more deeply into each of those three. So our learning outcome by the end of this episode, we'll all better understand how to begin parenting as a team while recognizing our shared family goals and values, as well as meeting each other's needs. Right. And I think we both realize that this is just a small snippet of some things that you can do within a partnership. So just know that there will be more episodes about similar topic. For sure. And I, we've already talked and plan on doing a whole workshop on this uh, where we can do the real deep dive with educational content and kind of personalized activities. So be on the lookout for that. Yeah. So, you know, we started off by asking people on social media just how satisfied are you with the level of teamwork in your parenting efforts? And over 60% of you said that you were dissatisfied. So I think that this topic is going to be really beneficial if you try to put into practice the actionable tips. Yeah, I mean, the relationship that you have with your partner is the foundation for the family that kind of bleeds over into the relationships with the kids. So that's why we're here talking about it today. A lot of us are unhappy with kind of how things are going and we want to push the needle in the other direction. So let's go right into our first actionable tip schedule team chats. Jenna Lee, take it from here. Yeah. So we chose the word team here on purpose, which I'll get into in a moment as I tell my story. But first of all, I just want to emphasize that scheduling times to chat with one another is so, so important. Arguably, scheduling times to chat with your partner probably one of the most important types yeah. of chats you can have. You got to take time to connect. You have to do other. it. So as a school-based occupational therapist, we had weekly team meetings. 
There's the word team again. So aside from parents who, of course, are the most important players along with the child on the sort of team that we have in schools, all of the players were there at team meetings. So speech, OT, school psychologist, special education teachers, sometimes the principal. Who wasn't there, Jen? <laughs> Everybody, pretty much. Everybody who worked in the school. Um, but it was a way for us to connect in a really fast-paced environment. And we were able to encourage and support one another. We were able to schedule things, bounce ideas off of one another, and just generally get on the same page. You know, also we spent some of the time just, you know, talking about our own lives. So it was a way before school even started to just set the tone. Yeah. So it got me thinking, why don't we have these same types of meetings with our partners? Right. You know, we just expect that we're going to be able to handle everything that's coming our way sort of on the fly and that our partner is going to be on the same page all the time or most of the time. And we're actually setting ourselves up for failure, mm-hmm. right? There's potential resentment and just this overall poor communication. Yeah. And so... You know, you and I have talked a lot about having these kind of team meetings, but, you know, we'll talk, but then we don't actually schedule them. And so they don't actually happen. (laughs) Right. And so even though we're sharing this tip with you, we are just being open and honest here. We don't do this enough ourselves. And so what's funny is while writing the outline for this episode, um, we did literally schedule it in and ended up having a really good meeting. So you get in the one big tip before we kind of move on here is we strongly recommend that you do not put this meeting off until the end of the day when you and your partner are fried, right? We'll often say to each other, Oh, once the kids are in bed, we'll just, you know, have a chat. But after going through the bedtime routine and getting the kids in bed, the last thing we want to do is kind of do a deep dive. We just want to kind of lay in bed, throw on some garbage TV and uh, (laughs) let that play in the background until we pass out. Um, So try your best to do it earlier on in the day when you have the energy to really make some progress. Right. So we had to be mindful about physically scheduling in a dedicated time for this open and honest communication. And actually, if I remember correctly, we had scheduled our meeting time and then we kept working through it. And yeah. so we had to reschedule it. Yes. <laughs> but at least we rescheduled we it. We didn't yeah. just let it go. Right. Um, so when we put things into our schedule, it really increases the likelihood that we're going to honor this time together. And unless we schedule these meetings, like we do everything else in our lives, our kids' activities, our work meetings, you know, it simply may not get done or it might be pushed to the side for other prioritized tasks. So I want everyone to just take a minute to ask themselves right now, are you regularly checking in with your partner to help make sure that you're staying on the same page? And there's no judgment here, just a question to ask yourself to reflect on. Yeah. And so like you're saying, when we set a schedule, right? We're able to visit and then revisit our parenting strategies, make adjustments as needed. So the idea is we want to come into these meetings remembering that flexibility and adaptability are these crucial elements for long-term success of 
the family and the team. Mm -hmm. So at a minimum, uh, I think we should be having these meetings on a monthly basis. And, you know, they don't have to be these huge productions. It can be short. It can be just 15 minutes. And um, after that successful first 15-minute session, you can expand and go from there. But you do just need to start. So your homework after listening to this episode or hell, even pause it here and send a text. You know, I, I would like to have a team meeting with you, partner, send that text, make that call, um, put it on the calendar and then do your best to honor it. Right. And so like Greg is saying, you don't have to block off your whole day, right? It can literally be 15 minutes of time or less if that's all you have to spare. And your first meeting can just be about expressing gratitude for your partner and be specific, celebrate each other, both individually and as a team. Make it a really positive experience so yeah. you want to do this again. Yeah, so, yeah it's, it's so true. Start <laughs> strong. You don't have to dig into like the dirty reasons why you resent them, <laughs> like, all the things they're not doing. Um, you want to have that first meeting be a space to help everyone feel valued, increase your connection, build that sense of teamwork. It can be this like bonding experience. And yeah, once that connection is made, you kind of see each other and appreciate each other. You can then dig into the work, right? Uh, this kind of work, again, raising a family is the hardest friggin' thing that Jenny, you and I have ever done. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine others feel the same exact way. Um, so having this, these kinds of conversations about being a team and working on this family together, it's hard. It's challenging. It will be contentious at times. Mm -hmm. uh, so don't feel like you need to jump into that heavy lifting on day one. Right. And I just, I love that these chats are an opportunity to sort of put things on the table, right? We can check in after day one. It can be a space to vent. We can just share things that are on the top of our minds. Hopefully we can all come to these times together and feel a sense of appreciation for one another. Really just leave our judgments at the door and be present, empathize, validate. Yeah. That would be ideal, right? But I understand that can be really hard. Yeah. And that's so important that I'm going to say it again. <laughs> During these meetings, we must empathize with and validate each other's experiences, right? We talk about this a lot with our kids, empathize and validate right, with but your I kids. Think, well, like it's a skill you and I are still working oh, on. Oh, for sure. It's, if anything, it's probably- Especially when our viewpoint is different than the other person's. Yeah. It, if I were to, and we've talked about this, if I were to pick one thing in our relationship that needs the most work, it's that we don't empathize with and validate each other's perceptions enough, right? Yeah. You may have a different perception of my experience. I may still have a different perception of, of kind of your experience. Mm -hmm. We need to validate each other's perceptions, even if we disagree. Um, I think that's the key there, yeah. right? You can still validate and disagree. hundred percent. Yeah. And so just, this is kind of fundamental to this entire process. If you don't validate each other, things can't move forward. Um, that's going to put a stop to all progress. Um, no one wants these meetings to go up in flames. So no matter what is said, <laughs> Do your best to take those deep breaths and validate what the other person is experiencing. Uh, okay, so I'm realizing we had our meeting, but we didn't schedule the next one. And so what's funny is we talked about at the end of our meetings, kind of having the final to do to schedule the next one, to put it on the books. So should we do it? Should we yes. do it right here? Let's do All it. Right, I'm pulling on my phone. Here we go. 
All right. So we're back. We actually just spent the past few minutes putting that into our calendar and we are set for next Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. to have our next team meeting. Uh, We hope you can kind of join us in this process. All right. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Let's move ahead then into actionable tip number two. A tough one, but an important one. Define and divide responsibilities. Um, So Jenna Lee and I have been together for like 15 years, right? Um, no, it's more like 16, but this, is it, <laughs> counting. It's, it's a number of years we've been together. Um, and we have kind of settled into our roles. Like, for example, she's, you know, the one that's in charge of the bath time with the kids and especially the babies, um, getting them ready for I'd say like literally every activity, getting them dressed. I haven't been trusted Feel dressing. Feel so seen right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. Um, and so on the other uh, side, I've been like the family chef cooking most of our meals. I always drive, uh, almost always drive. Um, I'm the trash man. I'm the <laughs> landscaper, the accountant. I can really go on, but I won't because generally could go on too, right? We all do so damn much. Um, and I think... We just need to take a moment to recognize that we may be carrying a ton of weight in our family and it might not feel good, but just pause and recognize that your partner is also carrying a ton of weight as well. Right. So we can all just pat ourselves on the back right now. Everyone, give (laughs) Give yourself a nice pat on the back. You're doing great. Um, And so, you know, to continue my story here. Something that's shifted um, is I used to be the laundry guy. Early on in a relationship, I was washing, drying, and folding our laundry, and now that has totally shifted. Uh, you are now our primary person doing laundry. Yay, after, me! After uh, <laughs> well, what I would argue are, I don't know, a few slip-ups from me. Yeah, um, I mean, we don't... Ha- oh, God. <laughs> we don't have to talk about the white baby sweatshirt that you dyed pink. Listen. That was, that's a whole story. Listen, just really quick. A white shirt turned pink isn't ruined. It's just different. Um, I, you were shouting at me. It's ruined. It's ruined. It, it, it's, it's just pink now. Um, in any case, what we've had to do over the years is just be really clear about who does what. And even like kind of within that structure of delegating, also have some flexibility, right? Right. So... How can we put this actionable tip into practice so one person isn't doing all the things and resentment is building up? Yeah, and so that's the big idea here, right? We want to eliminate that unspoken resentment that just keeps the team from being a team. So we need to clearly outline each partner's responsibilities with the home, with parenting, right? Mm -hmm. This helps in kind of avoiding those misunderstandings and ensures that there's this fair distribution of all the tasks, which we all know there are very many. Yeah. So maybe this could be the topic for your second meeting as partners or caregivers. It really is one of the biggest sources of conflict for people Mm. when we don't meet each other's expectations. Like I said, it results in resentment, and that's something that we don't want to be part of any healthy relationship, right? So we really need to make this a priority. We need to start the conversation. Yeah, 100%. So let's acknowledge that, let's say we do set these sorts of roles with each other. We kind of get on the same page. We still need to remain flexible with them. Our roles may need to adapt over time or just on any one specific day or in any one given moment, the other person might have to kind of carry some of the weight that they agreed wouldn't be their weight to carry. 
Um, right. Like say Greg has a man cold, <laughs> you know, not to invalidate hey, the man cold the for man, all you guys out there. The struggle is real. <laughs> all the men listening, you know, the deal. Uh, but seriously, right? We Let's just say mom keeps powering through the colds. <laughs> I think women are stronger than men. I'll come out and say it. It's really true. Like you can all be sick and I'm just skipping along <laughs> totally fine. Like my immune system has some sort of superpower. I'm confident you are a superhero. Yeah. So oh, you know, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, so again, we need to be open to just renegotiating responsibilities as our children grow, as our family dynamics change. Keeping in mind, these changes can be kind of like one-offs in the moment or something more long-term. But the idea is all of that gets worked out because you've now established this open line of communication where you and your partner talk about these things. Right. And don't be afraid to ask for help. Yeah. It may be your role to manage a certain part of the morning routine or the bedtime routine, but for whatever reason, you might need some support. And even though it's your like role, mm. we need to be there to pick each other up and shouldn't feel any shame in asking for help. Yeah. And we need to be open to doing the supporting without being asked for help too, right? Um, but when we are asked for help, just support. No need for huffing and puffing that it isn't our <laughs> role, right? Because really all of these tasks are the responsibility of both of us, uh, if not the whole family. And we need them all to happen in order for things to run smoothly. So we truly need to be a team, be aware and present and help pick each other up. Right. And keep in mind that there isn't a version of any healthy team or any healthy relationship where two people agree on everything. Right. Do expect some conflict while you work these things out. You want to remember, like Greg said, we're on the same team. Just keep saying that to yourself. We're on the, we're same, on the team. same team. Yeah, and we're so on the same team. what's cool is... He left his socks on the floor. We're on <laughs> the same team. <laughs> so like, what's funny is we talk about this like we're on the same team. We, I think we shared this in a previous podcast episode. This is the kind of mindset you want to have with our kids. How often do we feel that way about our partners? Like, mm. so, so much of what we say to do to our kids, empathize, validate, say you're on their team. We need to do these same exact things with our partners if we want the relationship to thrive. Right. And we're modeling this type of healthy relationship for our kids too. Yeah, that's big. All right. That takes us to actionable tip number three, all cruising right. right along here. This one is all about prioritizing each other's self-care needs, which I feel like 11 years in, we're starting to figure it well, out. I really think like, yeah, I've noticed I'd say just within, I don't know, the past few months, maybe the past year, it's taken a huge shift where both of us has, have grown a lot more comfortable taking care of ourselves in kind of like cooperation with the other person, which is the whole idea here. You know, I think it's that we don't have a baby. Yeah. Honestly, like for all of you who are in the trenches right now with kids under two, yeah. there's hope for you. Because I haven't felt this way like forever. Ever. Yeah. And now our youngest is almost three. Yeah. So, you, are, so you, are you saying there. there's a light at the end of the baby tunnel? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're not having any more kids? We are. For all of you who are wondering, there will be no baby number five. Four we and done? Is that, done. is that a statement people yes. make? Four and done? Or is it just one and done? All right. 
So, you know, to share a bit of a story here, um, again, we haven't always been on the same page here. It's mm. been rocky over in many ways over our relationship, but, but with this specifically, um, I can remember, I told you I was our family landscaper. And so I would, you know, say to Jenna Lee, and this is back when we had uh, babies um, that needed a lot of time and attention. I'd say, okay. It's, so like it, two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, okay, it's time for me to get outside and mow the lawn, which would take, let's say, a, a, an hour or 90 minutes to do all the outside work. And I generally would like give me crap for it. Like, oh, you're going to like leave us in here. Um, and I always felt kind of the sense of guilt about asking if it was okay for me to go and do these kind of jobs that I need to do. So it's not self-care, it's just jobs, yeah. which would then totally like take off the table any version of me saying, hey, can I go see a movie tonight? Hey, can I go take, uh, go for one of my walks? Um, and so, you know, it was just really challenging to even think of self-care when I didn't feel comfortable asking to, you know, for the time to just do the jobs that I need to do. Yeah, and that must have been really difficult for you. Is is that validation? Validation. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it was. Um, yeah. Let's just acknowledge though that even like I'm working really hard on this because even that just feels a little awkward. Yeah. To me, but I think it still needs to be said. Yeah. Right. Because I'm having thoughts yeah. about like what I was doing at that time sure. and how difficult things were for me, but things were difficult for you too. Yeah. And it's so again, I can even write back at you. It's really challenging when you're struggling and you want support and your partner's saying, I need to leave. So again, I, yeah. I, I see you, I feel like you see me. And I think that's, we're kind of modeling here what this all can look like mm -hmm. as long as you remain open, non-judgmental, and do your best to avoid getting defensive when someone <laughs> shares how they feel, um, which- again, Right, so I think what we're saying here is that we know that most of you have similar stories or some version of this. Yeah. So I'm thinking a lot of you can relate to sure. what we're talking about here. And we need to be open to our partners doing what they need to do to take care of their responsibilities and themselves and be a support, not a barrier. Again, no judgment. We just talked about how we've been there and are still there sometimes till this day. And we're acknowledging that this season of life in particular it just isn't easy. Yeah. So when you're having these chats, right, we need to actively discuss and then prioritize each other's self-care needs. Make sure both partners have the time and space to recharge. So we're like get, making time to invest in a healthier and more supportive environment for everyone. Uh, there's no doubt that happy and fulfilled people contribute positively to the partnership mm -hmm. in the parenting journey and happy and fulfilled people grow to be happy and fulfilled when they take care of them themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, reflecting on this, I think it's important to realize that one or both partners might need to be encouraged to take care of themselves, yeah. right? Like we're all so used to doing it all, all the time. And I think our generation in particular really struggles with our ideas of what productivity is. And we just have a really hard time sitting still 
and taking care of ourselves. Yeah, this was literally in a Bluey episode I saw a couple nights ago where the mom was given space to relax and she just couldn't do it. She's like, I don't know how to relax. Right, which uh, is why I think sometimes we just pick up our phones because that feels like it, we're doing something, Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, must, must be on the move, must be going. So right. yeah, we really need to learn how to relax and just focus on doing things that fill our cups that don't involve picking up the phone and doom scrolling. Yeah. So maybe that can be a future episode. So leaning on our partners is essential. It is a weekly must, uh, if not daily, depending on, you know, what the activity is, but we need to do our best to just stay non-judgmental and supportive to create the foundation that, that, our healthy relationship will be built upon, right? We have to be there on that team, supporting each other and taking care of ourselves. Right. And we want to prioritize the time to explore our own interests outside of the family. You know, I think a lot of parents, a lot of people let their interests sort of go as the family grows. And it really is a process to find yourself again. So if we, you know, take this time to de-escalate, so think about your emotional temperature throughout the day. So say you start at a zero, which I don't think anybody's waking up maybe at a zero, but just say you were totally relaxed, right? And throughout the day, there's little or big things that happen that either rise or lower that temperature. And if we come home from work or picking up the kids at an eight out of 10 or higher, how are we going to show up as the parents that we want to be? Yeah, We're yeah. not. It's just, it's not realistic. So we need to build in these self-care activities as a way to sort of bring down that emotional temperature that is just sort of rising throughout the day. For sure. It's both this kind of individual and team self-care as a couple, right? You need time for yourself, but you should also be like dating your partner, um, having monthly dinner dates, uh, day dates, doing something you enjoy, you know, uh, you, for example, scheduling these monthly conversations. You, you just need to schedule this stuff in. You gotta put it on your calendar. Like, just like those team meetings, self-care for yourself and kind of as a team needs to be scheduled so you prioritize it. If you put off your own self-care and the team self-care, it's not going to happen. There's so much going on in our lives. And if we push things off to the back burner, that's where they're going to stay. Yeah. So just thinking about this, just one more story for you guys. We love stories. It's a bonus story. (laughs) Greg and I went to the spa for his birthday back in October. And in the moment, we were both like, we need to make this a monthly or every other month kind of thing. And have we been back every month? No. Um, So like we've been saying, we really need to put these things on the schedule. If we're not scheduling them, what we're saying is that they're not a priority. Yeah. I mean, like. I've got you my, literally schedule everything else. I know, right? So I'm literally thinking, I've got my <laughs> dentist scheduled. Why are my teeth more important than my mental health? I mean, don't um, you want to see that lovely person every six months? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> more than you want to date your partner? Uh, doesn't make sense. No. All right. So I know you're busy. We're busy too. We get it. But honestly, let's all try doing this. And I think 
we'd all be a lot happier and have healthier relationships. Here, here. Just saying. All right. So that brings us to the conclusion of this episode. To summarize the three tips that we went through, they were one, schedule those team chats. Two, in those chats, you're going to define and divide res- def- uh, <laughs> define <laughs> and divide responsibilities. And three, prioritize each other's self-care needs. So want to take a moment here if you're not aware, if you're not on our email list, um, you know, so much of showing up for your family and for your partners has to do with being a regulated parent, right? The moment we slip into dysregulation, everything just kind of, again, progress can't get made. So we have launched our regulated parenting workshop that'll help you find, maintain, and share your calm. It's over a hundred minutes of educational content and personalized over a hundred minutes of time with us. I'm just saying, like <laughs> this is a workshop that we haven't been able to find ourselves. So hell, we created it. All right, I'm there. and we're taking the workshop. We ourselves, are taking the work. We've which is made, fun. We made. We are literally. We made it for ourselves. We are, and so we're we're kind of talking with our community to figure out what workshops to make, but uh, we're also making them let's be clear for ourselves so like we make these workshops and then we take our own workshops and so it's kind of cool because we're in the middle of taking this uh, regulated parenting workshop with our membership community right now Um, but the whole idea is we've got this content paired with these kind of personalized activities that generally is brought to the table in her background in therapy so if you're looking to become that regulated parent uh, do head to happyhumanlife.org. You can access our regulated parenting workshop. And what's kind of cool, you can get it as a standalone like product, or you can, for the same price, join our Happy Human membership, which gives you access to the workshop, um, but also our live virtual meetups. Who our, doesn't love a deal? Uh, this is a it's deal. It's a deal. It's a, steal. It's a hot it's a deal. It's a steal of a deal. <laughs> so if, again, it's three months of membership for the same yeah, cost of amazing. that standalone workshop. So you get the membership or you get the workshop plus those uh, live virtual meetups, the growth challenges that we do, access to our private community space where we have our chat threads. We are kind of working directly with our members almost daily. So again, go to our website, happyhumanlife.org, become a member or just check out the workshop. We will put a link in the show notes at minimum. If you're not on our email list, get on it. We're sharing out the 3TT, we call it. It stands for Three Things Thursday, where we provide a little bit of motivation. We give an action, actionable tip. And then we share out a food for thought reflection prompt. And so the more time we spend in this kind of space, the more our brains kind of grow in that direction. So at minimum, if you're not getting our emails, go to the website, sign up to get in our email list. And uh, yeah, you'll be hearing from us. All right. So looking ahead to our next episode, we're going to be talking all about smooth transitions. So how can we help our kids and ourselves to navigate through change and routines with ease? Looking forward to that one. Me too. So let's um, take a breath. All right. Oh, is this, is this the mantra time? We're going to wrap things up now. Let's do it. Okay. I was going to sell more, no? No. <laughs> okay. <you're> good. <laughs> Breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. Relax your jaw, neck, and shoulders. As teammates in parenting, we inspire and support one another, embracing the joys and overcoming the obstacles. Thank you all for being here. Yeah, thanks for being here. We'll see you soon. Bye.